Hello and welcome to the FitPro Mindset Podcast. I'm Sarah and I'm your host. So as you know, as a FitPro, that when it comes to achieving your fitness goals, your mindset is like the ultimate determinant of your success. And that is the same in business as well. Physical results will only follow mental training. So when you get your mindset locked down, you're well on your way to success. And that's what I hope to do in this podcast. Enjoy. Hello, and you are really welcome to another episode of my podcast on Mindset for Fit Pros. Today, what I wanted to chat about was how to shift clients quickly from falling back into their old patterns using this really powerful sequence of questions. So you can can either uh, take note of these questions or you can go onto my social media because I'll also be doing some content around this and you can save the posts to use with your next client. So what I wanna cover on this podcast is first of all, how to recognize those clients and that they are shifting back into that old behavior of Uh, possibly, you know, overeating, not exercising and all of those things. Because I think as personal trainers or nutritionists or mindset coaches, we've, we've probably all had a client who just can't seem to make it past a couple of good days, inverted commas, (laughs) before they fall back into their, their bad habits or their old habits. And who's also constantly blaming their own lack of willpower as to why it keeps happening. So, you know, those clients that are just like, oh, it's just me, you know, I I need to be more motivated and I need more willpower. And so I know that that can be really, really frustrating as in terms of the kind of victim mentality that comes with that. But there's actually something really important that you need to know about this client and also how to coach them in these moments that you weren't taught in your certification. So I certainly wasn't taught this in my certifications as 22 years in the fitness industry, but I upskilled skilled, and I learned and I studied about communication and about behavior change. And that's how I created, you know, in the, in the last few years of working as a personal trainer, way more powerful and quicker transformations. So this really, this podcast is not about formulas to give them or diet plans or fitness plans. This is more to do with behavior change. So what I want to cover is how to recognize the red flags that maybe they are a victim client and then how their brain works so that you can understand what's actually going on. And then I want to give you a sequence of power questions that you can use with your next client who's kind of like a victim client. And then you can just watch how quickly that you can actually shift them out of this pattern altogether and into into radical responsibility for their results. So let's get stuck in. So victim clients, the red flags are that, you know, they're usually quite good for a few days. And especially after you talk with them, or maybe you meet them face to face, if you're a face to face coach, or maybe it's on Zoom or on a phone call, and they're all gung ho, before they fall off the wagon and kind of go back to their old behaviors or habits. So that's kind of like a red flag. Um, they also often really blame themselves for the inability to be consistent. So they're saying, no, you know, it's just my fault. I'm just, it's not you. It's, you know, I'm just not consistent and I'm, oh, I'm a hopeless case, you know, this type of language. Um, also these types of clients are often really searching for ways to stay motivated or build more willpower, which is why they often get sucked into some of these 
things like the motivation clinic. And I'm, again, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying, you know, it's a lot of money and more than often they're getting really sucked into this or this thing of, you know, seven days to lose this or this weight or whatever, because they're, they're not, they're not ready yet to embrace the non-sexy daily small habits that it takes to create a result. So they're looking for the boom, 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 you know, quick fixes nearly um, or kind of ways to get motivated and build willpower that, that just don't last. Another red flag, the fourth one would be they feel like maybe they're the only ones who can't be successful. So you know those clients who are just like, oh, sure, look at, I'm a lost cause or, you know, well, I mean, I would be the one in your program that doesn't get a result or, well, I'm just so unique or that I can't be successful. And, and that's how they feel. And so it's a little bit of victim mentality. It's a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, uh, whereas, in fact, they absolutely could could get a result. And I'm also referring to clients of mine that I've worked with in my business coaching where I might get a fit pro in the client attraction accelerator program that I run and they might just be like, you know, yeah, I'm doing all this. I'm going live and I'm, I'm, you know, sending messages to people. And then they go back to their old ways and then they blame themselves. And then they might search for a quick, I don't know, ebook or something off another business coach or mentor that says, you know, gain a hundred followers in one hour or something. Yeah. Same thing. Um, or they might come to me and just be like, no, I'm an exception to the rule. I just can't create clients and it's bullshit. So it's a red flag for really a victim mentality. And so how do we unravel that is we go in under the hood of the car or the brain is, is the car in this case. So we want to learn how their brain works so that we can find, you know, what, things that we need to avoid doing with them that will actually can actually, you know, make them feel worse. So how their brain works is that they think that they should be able to do things the same as everyone else. So for example, if they see that their sister, who's got a totally different body type to them and lifestyle, has lost weight through just maybe walking and healthy eating and doing, I don't know, operation transformation, their expectation is that they should be able to do the same. Or their expectation is that they should be able to drink wine and eat pizza and not exercise like loads of people do and still get a result. Yeah, so that's how their brain is working. And so our job is is trying to unravel that and let them know that everybody is different. And so what works for one is not going to work for the other necessarily. Often their brain is working in a way that they'll fall into comparison with others and also with themselves. So I don't know if you've ever had this client who'll say, for example, you know, well, in my 20s, I weighed this or, you know, on my wedding day or, <laughs> you know, I had loads of those clients and they'll compare and say, well, I was just such and such a weight or, you know, I ran it. I ran a, a half a marathon and it's comparing themselves from when they were in a completely different place and stage in their life. And that's how their brain is working, though. And they're often falling into comparison to people on social media who may have have lost a lot of weight or depending on the goal, you know, it could be that they're, they're working on a nutrition goal of getting rid of, I don't know, IBS or, you know, something like this. And they're, they're, they're looking and comparing at others who are getting a result quicker or who are doing it a lot, lot easier, inverted commas, than them. And so that's where their brain is, it's comparing and instead of looking at their unique situation. And willpower in this case is not the reason that they cannot stay consistent 
It is just not the reason that they they can't keep, you know, drinking water, filling in a food diary, doing food prep, you know, all of those things. Willpower isn't the reason. They're acting in these ways because they're creating familiar experiences and familiar experiences are where we're comfortable. It's our comfort zone. And so they're just used to reverting back to, you know, eating shit, not moving their bodies, watching Netflix. They've been doing that for years. So they'll always act in a way that's familiar because the unfamiliar is so scary in their brain. So it's up to us to unearth the true nature of their struggle so that we can help them have a proper, proper transformation. So in order to do that, we need to avoid doing a few things. So we could avoid doing these four things. The first one, and I've done all of these, by the way, the first one would be giving them additional or kind of novel action steps. So saying, you know, okay, that's all right. You know, what what we're going to do now is, you know, you can stand and spin on your head three times and then do this, this and this, and that might help, you know, or giving them more and more things to do. And that is just going to absolutely overwhelm them. It's going to put them off and it's going to confuse them. The other thing is that we want to avoid is reinforcing their belief or coercing with their belief that motivation or willpower or discipline is the problem. And so we're going to reinforce that if we're offering up hacks or tricks to help them to stick to the plan. So if we're like, no, no, you know, don't worry about it. What I'll do is I'm just going to send you this tick list that you can print to make sure you stick to the plan. Or I'm going to offer you a reward if you just stick to the plan. And so that's just reinforcing that belief that, yeah, I can do this if I'm just more motivated. But motivation is an emotion and therefore it's unreliable. You know, it's it's as unreliable as a unicorn. So instead of waiting around on a unicorn, why not jump on a horse that you know is real and reliable? And that horse represents their daily small habits. So we're, we're really trying not to offer up hacks and tricks to get them to stick to the plan because, you know, that isn't the problem. Another thing to avoid, um, which I've done, I did a lot in the past, was providing really kind of empathetic pep talks, um, sitting down to encourage them to try harder. So just sitting down and going, look, come on, Mary, or come on, John, look, you just need to, you know, push a bit more and blah, blah, blah. That's only going to make them feel ashamed. And when we're struggling with shame, you know, where we go to is sabotage. So those pep talks might seem like you're doing a good thing, but in fact, it can actually do the opposite because it just isn't making them feel truly seen or heard or understood. It's making them feel alone in their struggle because they're just like, okay, he or she just isn't getting this. Like my coach is, is, isn't getting this. And then they feel even more alone in that. So I hope these are, are resonating with you. So the next thing that you could do here is you could save this sequence of questions um, because these are to be asked kind of in a sequence and they're really, really powerful. So we don't want to be that yes coach that just is not willing to to step up the mark and tell it like it is and also do that like a friend, like a coach and like a wise sage because that's what a coach is. So you're educating them, you're helping them, but you're also being there for them. So if you save this powerful power questions to use with your next client who's kind of in that victim mentality, you'll see how quickly that you can shift them out of this pattern altogether. So let's say you'll get a client and he or she comes and says, oh my God, there's no point in me doing the call or the session because, you know, 
Um, work just went absolutely crazy this week. My husband came back late from work also and he, he couldn't mind the kids so I couldn't get to the gym or do my walk. Um, I, I just kept skipping my lunches and having energy bars and drinks. Um, I've gained weight, blah, 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 blah. The dog ran away. Um, I got clamped and, you know, they're really frazzled, okay? So instead of jumping on that that really fast train with them, let's say, is we want to just stay grounded. And so it could just be a powerful question like, well, it sounds like this week didn't go the way you wanted or expected. Is this true? So just to sum it up like that, and they might go, yeah, that's true. And so the next question you might ask them, okay, well, if things had gone the way that you'd have liked, what would have happened? And they might say, well, well, if work wasn't crazy and if my husband had come back and blah, 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 then I would have gone to the gym. I would have done the exercise. I could have done the food prep and I probably would have lost weight. And so then you might say, OK, how would you be feeling differently right now? I might say I'd be feeling more accomplished and proud. I wouldn't be feeling so frustrated. And you might say, well, how does that version differ from what actually took place for you? They could say, well, it's completely different because now I feel like I'm behind. I feel like I've let you down as a coach. And so that version would be really different because I'd be proud of myself and I'd feel accomplished. So the next power question could be, well, from your perspective, what do you believe the reason is that you are unable to meet your expectations? And so they may be in perfectionist thinking of expecting themselves to have, you know, got up at 6am and ran a 10k and food prepped every single meal and, you know, been perfect. And so that's where they've set their expectation maybe a bit too high. And so that question about from their perspective, what do they believe to the reason to be is first just listen. So, you know, they might say, well, I believe the reason that I wasn't able to meet that expectation is because, you know, genuinely I was too busy and I didn't get the support that I needed and I was I had a head cold or I got my monthlies or something like that. And so you might just say, you know, next question is, how does that make you feel then when you're unable to live up to those expectations? And he or she might say, well, I just feel like I've let myself down. I feel ashamed. I feel embarrassed. I feel like I've fallen short. I'm catching up all the time. And so then what you can do is repeat back what you've heard, what you understood to be their experience. So it could be, well, what I'm hearing is that, yeah, and it could be you got busy, you got felt overwhelmed, you know, you, you, you didn't have the time to do all of the bits that you were, you know, meant to do. And so you did nothing. Am I on the same page as you? And they might go, yeah. And so the next question could be, well, would it be okay with you if I shared a bit more about what I anticipate the deeper struggle could be for you? So he or she is perceiving the struggle to be time, maybe energy, motivation, support. But what you want to do is explore their conditioning around who they are and what they believe they need to do or become in order to be successful and lose the weight. And you want to you want to explore how their brain is hardwired to return them to a place of familiarity, even if the action steps to get there feel negative or disempowering, like coping with food or not taking any any exercise. So it's their brain is literally hardwired like our computer to go back to that place because it's so familiar. So you can explore the different ways that their brain was trying to pull them back into a place of familiarity over the past week using food. 
So the next question could be, you know, do you feel it's possible that if we adjusted slightly what you expected of yourself, that your relationship with food or fitness and weight loss, success and failure might shift as well? So what we're asking is, what if you adjusted that expectation and said, you know, the 30 minute walk a day or 20 minute walk a day, a two litres of water, protein with every meal and a vegetable? Yeah. What if we adjusted it so that that's all you expected of yourself? Do you think that then your relationship with the food and the fitness might shift? And if they say, yeah, yeah, I think it would. You could ask, well, how would that change how you felt about yourself each week if you were able to feel like you were meeting your own expectations? And they may come back with, you know, well, yeah, I'd feel way better about myself. I'd feel more proud of myself. I'd feel less ashamed of myself because I could meet, I could, yeah, I could do that. I could drink two litres of water a day. I could definitely just try and have a protein and a veg with each meal and do 30 minutes of walking. That's doable. And I would feel great if I did it. Okay, the next question could be, how might that affect the way you navigate little ups and downs as they happen each week? And so your client might say, yeah, it would it would help me to navigate those ups and downs as they come because I know that it's not perfect and that I can still get a result without being perfect. So I think I'd be able to navigate them quicker and easier, for example. So instead of before where they might just say, fuck it, I'm throwing in the towel, I'm not gonna do food prep, I'm not gonna do exercise because they're on a perfectionist thinking. But if you've got them to shift into just changing that expectation and taking messy action, then they'll be able to navigate those ups and downs and try to shift from that black and white thinking into going, okay, I could do at least 10 minutes exercise. Okay, I could quickly eat one bit of veg and and then they'll be able to get through those ups and downs quicker and with more ease. And so the last question you could ask them could be, well, assuming we kept your action steps the same as last week, and then you could reiterate what those were, which could be the water, the protein and veg with each meal and the the activity could be a certain amount of steps or distance or time. What could these new expectations look like for you? And they may respond with, well, yeah, I mean, it feels weird that, you know, I'm not expecting loads more of myself because I feel I should be doing loads more to get a result. But um, these new expectations look easier to me. So I feel that, yeah, I could reach that expectation and still get a result and I can stick to those action steps. So it's about not overwhelming your client with loads of different bits and keeping it really, really simple and keeping to reiterate that this is a lifelong change. And so if they take small steps each day towards this, they are gonna get a result and they'll get a result that is long lasting as opposed to catapulting forward, trying to do everything perfectly and big grandiose gestures of, you know, I don't know, you know, starving themselves or doing loads of exercise. Instead, we want them to do the non-sexy work, which is small daily habits that lead to that result. And so our job is to ask those power questions over and over again until we can dig a bit deeper and really understand that conditioning that's, that's going on with them. So we, you know, we really want to get in there you know, we, we really we really want to um, 
look at what they believe that they need to do or become to be successful. So if they believe they should be doing 10 million burpees a day, but we know that's not true, we need to get in there and break down that limiting belief that they've thought over and over again, or they may think they need to eat way less to lose weight. And so we need to get into that limiting belief and break it down and let them know it's safe for them to change that and still get a result. So I really hope this has helped a fit pro or a nutrition coach or a mindset coach today to be able to shift their client forward a little bit quicker if they're blaming their lack of willpower for getting a result or they just can't seem to get past a couple of good days before before falling back into their, their bad habits. Um, because this can really shift them forward quicker and pivot it around. And if you did find this helpful and you need more help on this type of thing. It's something that I cover in my both programs, Fit Pro Biz Accelerator and Client Attraction Accelerator. And so if you do need help on that, you can send me a DM on social media, um, Sarah Smith or Fit Pro Business Coach, and you could send me a DM about my program and we could get on a chat on a on a call and see if we're a good fit to work together or I also will go deeper in my group the fit pro biz online it's my private community for fit pros if you're not a member you'd be really really welcome to join and I do a lot of uh, trainings in there as well so have a great day get asking those power questions and watch the results shift for your clients Congratulations on strengthening and improving another muscle in your body, and that is your mindset. So if you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love it if you would share it with another FitPro on social media, on Facebook or on Instagram, or give it a ratings on iTunes. See you next time.